The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They are currently giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift certificate. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And finally, we're brought to you by the MLB Gambling Podcast. They're giving away an MLB jersey as part of their wild card playoff contest exclusively in the SGPN app. So download that app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 219. I'll uh, send this out to my pops, whose birthday is tomorrow. You listen to this on Thursday, his birthday is on Friday. So happy birthday to the big guy. Thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is one of our famous or infamous, depends what angle you, you take. Uh, no UFC, no problem, no, or no problemo episodes. Uh, we've already covered a couple of regional events for you. We got another one for you this week with some winning picks because Gumby, my co-host, knows about every MMA organization in the world. Um, we'll, we'll bring him in first, him in now, and then, then we'll have some chats about some comings and goings in the UFC world, in the UFC slash MMA world, and then we'll get you some picks for CFFC 113. So I didn't give him much a riff on to see how he does. It's Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello. Well, you did mention that we we're going to talk about some future uh, fights that are coming yep. up, which uh, we got another one of the, uh, and I've just been thinking about this for a while, another one of the shortest uh, retirements in the history oh, yes. of MMA. It was a day. Uh, yeah. Um, which, hang on, I, I have a, uh, it, it's like a fun theory that got floated out there, actually by brand new Invicta FC champion Julian DeCorsi yep. on Twitter uh, floated out the idea. So we're, we're, of course, talking about Kevin Holland, who said he had retired um, and then quickly bounced back with being booked for a main event of a fight in Florida uh, against Wonderboy Thompson. She pointed out that did it ever say anywhere in his post that he was quitting fighting? Uh, mm, yeah, I'm retired, sure. Retiring from I fighting? I don't pay much it, attention to these it, things. Is there a possibility that he was retiring from crime fighting? Uh, perhaps. Uh, if, if uh, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. Because the world would be a worse place if that's the case. So, what do you think of that matchup, though? That fight. It's an interesting one for me. It's like yep. I, I'll say this: I think it's where Wonder Boy is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like constantly being like, "Okay, well, he, he didn't beat Gilbert Burns, and he didn't beat Bilal Muhammad uh, because they're both." you know, pretty damn good wrestlers, it turns out. It's really nice that they weren't like, well, what about Sean Brady? You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. uh, what what about Shavkat Rachmanov? And, and like, those fights wouldn't prove anything. Um, I, I think we're all on the same page right now where it's like a Wonder Boy title shot is, is never going to happen at this stage. So, like, we want to see him, you know, maybe turning away people who don't belong in the top 10 uh, or the top 15 even. But also, fun stylistic matchups, and I think Kevin Holland's that, right? Like, neither of those guys is going to shoot a takedown. Kevin Holland is largely, like, lauded as this, like, great boxer 
which like I think at times he proves is true and at other times he does not at all. Um, and I, I think like Wonder Boy is the right person to like test, like, is he actually a great boxer and does he belong in the top 10? Uh, cause he's going to have to go five rounds with Wonder Boy, which is nuts. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting for sure. <laughs> so we got that. What else we got? Um, we have Bryce Mitchell, Mavzar, Avalav, but I hear Avalav's injured and that maybe Ilya Tapuria might be stepping in. Is that what you heard as well? So I heard he might be injured. I did not hear the Ilya Tapuria rumor, although Tapuria is still looking for an opponent for, I can't remember what weekend. Is it this next weekend coming up, the 15th? Um, he was supposed to already be fighting on one of those cards. Um, hang on. I'm going to put the intern on it. Um, he was already supposed to be fighting on a card, and the, the card got pulled. And, of course, you know, like – I love a couple of the reporters uh, who, who report things regularly on Leah Tapuria. Um, but like they're, they they often are booking him with a better fighter after having somebody pull out. Like he yeah. had, uh, he had Movsar Evloev and Charles Jordan uh, pull out of about last January. Yeah. And everybody was like, Oh, he, he should fight Edson Barboza or he Give should a title fight. Shot. Yeah. Like they, they just had him like moving up in like, if your guy pulls out, like if Mozart Evloev pulls out, that's why you got Charles Jordan, because he's a step and a half behind uh, Mozart Evloev. So when Charles Jordan pulls out again, you're going to have to accept somebody lower than that level because they're taking it on short notice. They're not getting a full camp for you. You're the one begging to stay on the card. So, yeah, like he wound up with Jai Herbert, which is like, you know, perfect for him. Like that was exactly the type of step down he should have wound up with. So he's getting a step down. From Edson Barboza, the one who maybe people were talking about him getting before, Edson Barboza pulled out. I'm having a tough time imagining Bryce Mitchell saying yes to Aliyah Tapuria because the only reason he said yes to Mozart Evloev was that, like, it was such a step up for him, and he wanted that step up. So I know he wants to stay on the card. I know he likes being the main event, but I'm having a tough time imagining him saying yes to Aliyah Tapuria. All right. We shall see. We shall see. Um, well, I shouldn't bury this lead. Bo Nickel has his first fight uh, booked. You talked about it on Top Turtle, I heard, but you have not talked about it to our listeners here. Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett, UFC 282, December the 10th. Uh, quick thoughts on that. So first of all, you're assuming that everybody who listens to this doesn't already listen to Top Turtle. No, they do. I know. <laughs> I know. I know they don't, but, but I appreciate all of you who do. Um, so you're going to hear my take two times in a row. This is the right move for Bo Nickel. Um, somebody like Jamie Pickett, who's long, he's rangy, he's durable. Um, maybe not particularly the best middleweight in the world, but he's like the right person for Bo Nickel to kick off a pay-per-view against. Because that's what he's going to do. He's going to be the first fight on the pay-per-view, for sure, um, to get you excited about what he can bring. And everybody's going to want to buy it and tune in to see the Bo Nickel show. He's going to dazzle because... Uh, one of the things about Jamie Pickett, not the best grappling defender. Um, so he's going to wind up on his ass and getting beat up by Bo Nickel. Um, yeah, so I I like the the pairing. I'm glad they didn't decide to just be like, oh, Bo Nickel is fighting. You know, some people mentioned Andre Muniz. I think Andre Muniz is maybe the worst matchup for him in the whole division. Um, I'm really glad they didn't just throw him to somebody like that. But it, he he is fighting a Night Wolf. It is the that, night that, that can't be an easy thing. That can't uh, be an easy thing. 
I don't I don't know much about Night Wolves, but I I would also assume it's probably not an easy thing. Yeah, probably not. Uh, another main event. This one is January fourteenth. Calvin Gastelum, yes, he still fights. He's still around versus Nasruddin Imavov. Yeah, I, I don't have too too much to say about this because I think actually, believe it or not, I think we've already talked about this fight. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was already booked one time. Um, I'm not sure how close it got to happening, but as part of my, uh, you know, like my gross fandom for Nasori Dimavavov, uh, yeah. I, I was hyping that fight up early, um, telling people to get it on the line because I think Imavov originally was only like negative 110. I can't imagine it'll be anything near that. It's interesting that it's main eventing though, no? Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I like Imavov. As I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. This doesn't feel like a, a headliner, does it? Uh, no. But nowadays, yes. But no, it should. No, be. but like, so, so, like you say, nowadays, yes. Uh, which is, I, I know people shit on all the the like modern cards and say that modern cards are not great. But like, like, just listen to who's main evented recent fight nights, right? We had Dern and Jan, top five guys or gals rather. Um, Sandhagen and Song, you know, top, a top 15 guy with a top five guy. We had Gane and Tuivasa, top five guys. Uh, Vera Game. and Cruz. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, Vera and Cruz, you know, top 10, top 15 guys. We had Santos and Hill, top 10 guys. Uh, we had Blades and Aspinall, that's top five guys. Ortega and Rodriguez, top five guys. Dolzanjos Viziev, top 10 guys. Like, I know people are, are saying, like, yeah, maybe it sounds like a fight night made event, but like this is even a little bit of a stretch for that. Yeah, well, we'll have to see if they can fill the card out with anything else, but um, that's that's a decent. Um, I haven't talked about this fight ever. Uh, flyweight Championship: Davis and Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. Have we ever broken down that fight? Whew, this is a couple of times. Oh, USC 283, January 21st, part and four. The, the interim just threw this one in my ear. Did you know Kelvin Gastelum versus Nasoruddin Imavov is the second fight announced for that card, despite being the headliner? What's the other fight? It's Jeff Molina, yep. uh, flyweight darling, the Good one name. we love, versus the return of <gasps> Jimmy Flick. Oh, boy. Well, of course. That should be made of any, but uh, nonetheless. I do love Jimmy Flick, man. Yep. Like, I, I've wanted to have Jimmy Flick on the Top Journal podcast more than anybody should want to have a 2-0 UFC flyweight on the podcast. And what's the problem? Uh, I, I think, actually, we are working on nailing it down uh, in the near future. But, like, he's just, I think, kind of an elusive dude. And, uh, I, I mean, like, he's... He's so entertaining, both in and out of the cage. So uh, if it does work out, you will get the story behind how he became the Jimmy the Brick. Ah, fun. A man of mystery. And then we already talked about uh, our boy, Hobo Cop, is going to destroy Brad Tavares. So that's it. You, you can read all, um, usually weekly, I post it on money, moneymma.substack.com. I usually I do the MMA fight announcement tracker. All the fights that all the UFC fights that have been announced and all the big fights and other organizations that have been announced, you can find on there. All right. I'm going to tell you about a couple of our lovely sponsors that are keeping us on the air um, for better or worse. Win. Thinking of joining WinBat. Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet a hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. Plus the WinBat casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. Looking to join the WinBat biggest winners club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBat odds wise gets a thousand dollar free bet. Last week, someone turned six dollars into four thousand dollars. Plus, they got a free thousand dollar bet. Win bet truly hashtag digens only. 
so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games of 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch all on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. <coughs> cough, cough, cough. All right. CFFC, we're on to a Saturday event. Uh, I think all the others we broke down thus far this week, which you can go back and listen to the past two episodes. They were both Friday ones. CFFC 113 Sears versus Velasco. Saturday, uh, the 8th of October, 8 p.m. Eastern, UFC Fight Pass, Cage Fury FC, going down in the Parks Casino, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Ever been to Parks Casino? P-A-R-X. No, I'm not. Well, you're, you haven't lived then, have you? Um this is also in a cage, sadly. Ten MMA bouts. Gumby's going to break down half of them because he's a nice guy for you. He's going to get you some winning picks. Hopefully, we're going to start off with Thomas Majeski versus Robert Vericchio. And it is a lightweight fight, three rounds. Let's break her down by telling you about Majeski first. Hot Sauce is the nickname. Three and two, one knockout, two submissions. He's also been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's never gone the distance in a fight. All his fights have been in CFFC, so he's fought at a pretty high level. Uh, he's won one of his last three, which was his last fight. He won his last fight via submission. He's fought at welterweight. Four inches taller than Vericchio, plus 240. Vericchio is ruthless. He's 2-0 and oh with two knockouts. This is the CFFC debut. He's two years younger than Majeski, minus 300. So minus 300 is a little steep for me for Vericchio, but I'm going to go with him. Do you anyway. know this guy? Uh, I, I had seen um, actually Majewski fight before um, because he has fought in for CFFC in the past. Surprisingly, I had not seen any fights with Vericchio because he had fought for uh, CES, and usually I, I watch CES pretty religiously, and it was a fight card with Andre Sukumta, which I, I usually catch those. Some reason I don't remember seeing this one. He won in 31 seconds by knockout, which had been pretty memorable. So I went back and watched that. Um, he also fought uh, regionally for a promotion that is like right in my backyard, pretty much. Um, so like, granted, uh, you know, like I I have had opportunities to see him and have not, but uh, he is kind of a fun striker in what I've seen. He he very much looks like the prototypical Tiger Shulman guy. Um, you know, like he, he gives me kind of Jimmy Rivera vibes out of Tiger Showman, like a little bit of a, I mean, he's not stocky, he's five, nine at lightweight, but like a little bit of a stockier dude, um, with very fast strikes, very blitzing strikes and, and really good knockout power. And while I like Majewski, um, I, I would say just in general, uh, he, he makes some mistakes, um, and, and granted, he's been able to like work himself out of some of that with like some pretty sharp submission skills. But I just think the way Vericchio keeps distance and the way that he like stays away from opponents, I think that should be kind of too much for Majewski here. 
Okay, so the pick is Farrick Chio, but you're not a fan of minus 300. No, and, and as a matter of fact, I actually just looked because uh, I originally had it lower, and it looks like the number is coming down on him. Uh, it's it's trending a little bit closer to like negative 240 at the time of recording. Not once um, we drop this, though. Yeah, get, they're quick, my, people. It might shoot back up, but at like I would say if it's right around negative 200, negative 225, that's a good number to nab. Um, if it bumps back up to 300 or, you know, after I talk about it, negative 900, um, stay away from that. Yep, it's true. They don't call him the gummy god for nothing. All right, uh, we're going to drop way down the flyweights. Santo Curatolo versus Shamil Finley. And like, as I said, flyweight fight. We'll tell you about this one basically is a pick em fight. Curatolo, we'll tell you about first. He's six and three, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice. So he's gone to the decision one time in his one loss. He's finished all of his wins. Six and two in CFFC and was the former champion at flyweight. He was only on the contender series. Who did he lose to, Dan? Clayton Rodriguez. Correct. Very good. Um, what else can I tell you about him? Ba-ba-dum-bum. He's lost two straight fights, and he got TKO'd in his last fight. Not good. Uh, a minus 115, the number on him. Finley, Batman is the nickname. Not Batman, bad man. 4-1-1, one, one, three knockouts. Never been finishing the fight. This is the CFFC debut. Last fight went to a draw. He's two years younger than Kiratolo. Three inches light on him, three inches of reach, minus 115. So it is a officially a pick and fight. So I, I first of all want to say, you know, you're right. Kiratolo did lose uh, that fight on Contender Series. But it is really worth noting that he took that on extremely short notice. Clayton Rodriguez was originally supposed to fight Jake Hadley, um, who had issues with his visa. And they needed somebody to fill in last second. It wound up with Kiratolo. And I really do think the like late weight cut and not being in fight camp shape uh, really threw him off. It really messed him up. And he was supposed to fight in a couple of weeks against Fumi Nakuta, um, who was a prospect I really liked too. Uh, but, uh, you know, kicking that, that weight cut back two weeks, all of a sudden, you know, it messes with people. Um, and then he went out and lost his first fight after that, which was a CFFC headliner, um, which is kind of alarming too. I still like him here against Shamel Finley. Um, Finley, and from what I remember, like kind of a decent, kind of a decent wrestler. I, I watched him a bunch when he was in N, uh, NFC, which is a regional promotion that used to be covered by a uh, website that I used to work for that shall not be named. Um, and, not mine. Like, not yours. Uh, <laughs> no, no, a different one that I used to work for that covered a lot of regional MMA. Um, and, and like once in a while, he looked like really sharp wrestling. But, like, if somebody controlled distance or, like, popped him in the head one time really hard, he, he looked a little bit scared to get in there again. And the thing about Curatolo, Curatolo hits, man. This dude brings it. Um, like like you said, he doesn't go to decision very often. He is wildly shocky with, like, short little T-Rex arms. But he, like, pops when he, he lets him go. I think he's going to go in there and land that big shot in here. I, I like him. I'll be honest, too. I like him by knockout if your your book offers props on CFFC. Like, you have a crazy enough book to offer CFFC props. I like him to knock out Finley um, because, like I said, Finley just gets a little bit – I don't want to say he gets scared, but he, he's less confident in his takedowns uh, once he's been hit hard once or twice. So, yeah, I, I like Curatolo here. He's scared, homie? You're not saying he's scared, homie. I'm not saying he's scared on me. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you about something we're definitely not scared of, the Elias Game Plan app. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? 
Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're a part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is the sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League since 1913. You see and hear the trusted facts all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcasts, and television broadcasts. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by the renowned research team. The head-to-head comparisons really inform my picks, and they can inform yours as well. And with their new chat function, you can talk to them directly and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or fantasy leagues. Plus, our newly added weekly survivor pool analysis keeps you in the game. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe weekly, monthly, or annually. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use promo code SGPN25. Finalize Game Plan Sports Buddy in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills first in the house and win up to 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Better than up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. All right. Where were we? We are going to move on to lightweights again. Break down a lot of lightweight fights this week. Josiah Harrell versus Tracy Reader. Three rounds at 155 pounds. Reader is 5-0. and oh, Three knockouts, two submissions. So he finishes everyone. This will be his debut. I do not have his age. He's a man of mystery. He's four inches taller than Harrell, plus 160. Harrell, the muscle hamster, is 5-0. and oh, Also, two knockouts, three submissions. He also finishes everyone. This is also his debut. Uh, he was a regional champ. Used to fight out welterweight. Don't have reach info on him. Minus 200. First of all, shout out to Doug Martin, the original uh, muscle hamster. Uh, yep. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay uh, yep. Buccaneers running back. Uh, and now, the the very, very interesting thing about this fight. Both guys 5-0, and oh, as you mentioned. Both guys, co- well, one was a collegiate wrestler, one was a high school wrestler. The collegiate wrestler didn't spend much time doing collegiate wrestling before he uh, just decided to switch to MMA and realized it wasn't for him. Both guys, exceptionally good wrestling for MMA. Um, most of them finishing their fights on the ground. Most of them with like, you know, varying levels of competition, but like at the same time, they look like they know what they're doing. I would tell you that whoever wins this fight is on a short list for people who will probably be in a CFFC lightweight title fight in the near future and will be on a short track to, I would say like next year's contender series, the winner of this fight will be on it. Um, you know, with like, if you say, they win this fight, go 6-0, and win maybe one or two more before Contender Series kicks off next late summer. We're talking about an 8-0 wrestle-heavy uh, finisher. <laughs> and, and, like, that that's a perfect recipe. And I think both these guys have the potential. That being said, I'm going to go slight dog here. I like Tracy Reeder in this fight over Josiah Harrell for a couple of reasons. Number one, if we got a fight between two wrestlers, and I'm not quite sure who has the advantage, Harrell might have a slight advantage in terms of just, like, 
pure takedown ability. First of all, I don't think he's going to be able to keep Reader down, who has who does have a slightly higher level of collegiate wrestling, whereas Harrell was mostly a high school wrestler. But also just like he's hard to hold down. He's a good wrestler. That that's true of wrestlers. If we wind up with a stalemate on the feet here, Reader is so much longer. And I also think he's more nuanced in his striking on the feet. Harrell here is a guy who I think is more of like a heavy hitter, more than like a good boxer, um, which isn't bad either. But in a fight that might be drag him out, might be tire you out, might be, you know, like you might start to fade because you're just like two wrestlers bashing their heads against one another nonstop. I think that tends to tire people out in at the end of a second round and you're going into the third round trying to pick who's going to win a fight when both guys are tired, neither is getting their wrestling going. You pick the longer guy with the more technical striking who doesn't rely on the big bombs. And that's why I'm going with Tracy Reader here. Plus 160, everyone get on that. Very nice line there. Um, all right, co-main event. Earl Small versus David Glad Felcher. And they are at middleweights. They're at middleweight, 185. Uh, i tell you about Glad Felcher. Shotgun is the nickname. He's 3-1, and one, one knockout, two submissions. So he finishes everyone. And he's been submitted in his one loss. So he's never gone the distance. One known CFFC, he lost his last fight via submission. Also is a pro kickboxer, plus 120. Small, 4-1 and one with four submissions, never been finished in a fight. 1-1 one and one in CFFC, he did lose his last fight. He was 0-1 as a professional grappler. He's fighting at welterweight. Uh, he's two years younger than Glad Felcher. No height or reach info for him, unfortunately. Minus 150 for Small. Yeah, I'm going to go... <laughs> I, I think Small is an incredible value at negative 150. Um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, like, like, like I just said about the two guys before, Earl Small is a good wrestler. Um, and, and he comes from a wrestling background. He was a collegiate wrestler. Uh, I, I think that that's going to bode pretty damn well for him. Now, the only thing that he had trouble with in his last fight was that he had trouble with a guy who was a good wrestler in Miles Lee. Um, Miles Lee, uh, was the guy who I talked about before beating the hell out of Donovan Beard before Bo Nickel did, um, ultimately losing here. But Earl Small went to a split decision with him, really went toe-to-toe with him, had a really great time. He's a great grappler. Um, we've seen him bust out all kinds of different grappling moves, including I've seen him hit a twister. Granted, it was on uh, journeyman extraordinaire Jay Ellis, but, like, I've seen him hit a twister. Um, so, like, he's a very high-level grappler, looks really good doing it. Gladfelter, you know, I've seen some things out of Gladfelter that I like. He's another one who fought for one of those promotions um, that that I used to cover as part of uh, my my outside work. Um, he, he actually there's a story for, there. You're always referring to that, but not referring to it. There's a story there. They owe you uh, money or something. I, they don't owe me money, uh, but I, uh, you know, sometimes you, you don't you don't end things amicably. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, you don't necessarily want to promote said. Uh, website uh, and let anybody to click on it. Um, but anyway, Gladfelter, uh, he's getting me to talk about things I don't talk about. Gladfelter, what uh, largely what I've seen out of him is that, uh, you know, he looks like he's got some holes in his grappling sometimes. He, he likes to use it, um, but he's a really tall, rangy guy who doesn't necessarily use his range the way that you want him to. Um, he's like one of those guys who leans out of the way of strikes rather than gets out of the way of strikes. And that also, like, just opens him up for takedowns, which, like I said, Earl Small, a guy who's done a lot of grappling tournaments, 
um, and, and have some like pretty high level grappling. So I'll take uh, I'll take Earl Small here. I, I think great value here over Glad Felton. All right, Earl Small is the pick. All right, we'll get you to the main, co-main. Not so that was a co-main event. We'll get you to the main event after I tell you about trade coffee. Let's get too deep, but every day is precious, and we should all should make the most of our days. You shouldn't start with mediocre grocery store coffee. You deserve to start your day with the best coffee you can make at home from Trade Coffee. Let me talk about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste-tested hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month, curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Dan was saying he had some from uh, Honduras-style coffee, which he enjoyed. So there you go. Um, Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. And if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try a Trade coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade, drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Finally, Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? You, you know if you listen to the show, but I'll tell you if, if you're new around here. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. <coughs> cough, cough, cough. That's not in the ad read. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. Speaking of bets, main event time. We're going to bet on. It's for the Cage Fury FC vacant heavyweight championship. Why is it vacant, Dan? Um, Who's their champ? Hang on. Hang on. Let, me, let me put the intern on that. I'm sure right. it's a – I'll break uh, it down and you will I, tell I'm me. Gonna, I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to say it's a con- contender series. Contender series, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. I'll break down the fight while the intern looks it up. We got Greg Velasco versus Kevin Sears, like I said, for the vacant uh, title. Five round, five five minute rounds. So actually, is this four five minute rounds? Is that true, Dan? It does say that, but yeah, I don't, it says that I in don't know. I've that, never heard that before. I don't know that to be true. <laughs> it's heavyweights. They won't go the distance. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you about Nixon first. Hard Style is a nickname. He is. We had someone like that. Last show we did too, I thought, or one of the shows. I thought we had someone else with a nickname. Like I, I, I think I think you messed up. I don't think anybody's nickname here is Hard Style. I think. You oh yeah, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. From the last one. He is true. No, this is an even better nickname. Uh, we're going to tell you about Sears. Sears' nickname is the Viking King. He's no, 4-0. that's not Sears. That's Greg Velasco. Greg Velasco is the Viking King. Are you sure? Yes, Sears is Sears, Sears is, is King Kevy. King Kevy. Oh, oh. oh my did God, the, did I mess everything? Were, Let me see. Were Let you me just say check. Greg Velasco was King Kevy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got their names. We have mistaken identity here, everyone. I have all their names mixed up and their info about them messed up as well. Do you have the odds messed up? I'm gonna whisper to Dan. Hey, is Sears the favorite here, or is no. Velasco the favorite? No, Velasco's okay. a Velasco's a okay. yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, uh, hi everyone. We're back. All right, I'm gonna tell you about. Uh, King Kevy Sears first. Is that correct? King Kevy Sears? You're good. <laughs> All right. He's 9-6, five knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. This is his CFFC debut. He's gone, won one of his last three. He did win his last fight, though, via TKO. Plus 500 is the number on him. The Viking King, Greg Velasco. 
Yeah, I wonder why he was not the favorite because I thought his stuff looked much better than the other it guys. Okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> yes, the Viking King is four and zero, two knockouts, two submissions, four and zero in CFFC. All his fights have been CFFC. He's seven years younger than Sears, three inches taller. Don't know the reach. Minus eight hundred. Yeah, and he's he's a rightful minus eight hundred. I'm glad we're talking about this only because people should circle Greg Velasco as like a very impressive uh, up and coming prospect. I, I was actually less familiar with him than I probably ought to have been. He's a heavyweight who has a heel hook finish in CFFC. Like, that already said something. Uh, in addition to being 4-0 as a pro, all in CFFC, he was also 3-1 and as an amateur, and his only loss was to Hamdi Abdelhawab, uh, who, who obviously we know now has made it to the UFC, and it was a split decision. Um, so, like, he's a high-level dude. He's got great submission skills like absolutely great submission skills he hits hard the thing about him that is like the most exciting for me is he's just like a really great athlete um like i'm pretty sure he like did track and field mostly the field i think like i think he did like shot put in high school he was also a football player in high school he was a collegiate wrestler a d1 rider um which you know not like the the most noteworthy college to write home about, you know, wrestling D1 at, but he wrestled D1. That's worth noting. Um, and, and you know, like he's up against a guy who's had issues with grappling. Um, you know, like Kevin Sears it has been submitted by Parker Porter and I, I like Parker Porter. I think Parker Porter is great and I love his submission skills, but like if you're going to be up against a guy who's like an absolutely beast athletic freak who loves submitting people, you probably also don't want to have recently been submitted by Parker Porter. And to that same note, he was also submitted by Greg Rebello, who is – I don't want to use the term journeyman for Greg Rebello because it seems sort of, like, hateful. But he was on Contender Series twice and got knocked out both times. Um, once by uh, Zuan Yanewu and once by uh, Josh Parisian with a spinning back fist. So, like, not the greatest career for, for Greg Rebello, but he's, like, a Northeast legend out of uh, Lausanne MMA. So – you know, like, at the same time, that guy goes out and easily Doris chokes Kevin Sears. I think Sears has got no shot here. If you can find a prop on uh, submission, get the submission prop. I wouldn't play the under because the thing about uh, uh, Greg Velasco is sometimes he takes a little while to get started. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, I, I think, like, a submission prop here maybe makes it a little bit more interesting for the Viking King. Also, while I have you guys, before uh, we, we sign off on CFFC, the reason why the heavyweight title is vacant is not Contender Series or the UFC. It's because Jamel Jones went to PFL uh, and then uh, the Canadian promotion BTC. So Jamel Jones was originally the heavyweight champ. Ah, PFL. Everyone's going there. That's what we, I forgot to mention off the top, too. As you predicted, ask the lad, PFL. It took a week before she signed with them. Yeah, it says the 145-pound division, which, to yeah. my knowledge, they don't have. Um, no, not at this point. Which is really interesting. But also, yeah. I, I know Kayla Harrison has hinted at not doing another quote-unquote season. Which okay, yeah. Which seems to hint that, like, she's just going to do, like, fun fights all year next year yep. and just make bank that way. And yep. maybe they're thinking about starting up a featherweight season instead. So, like, yep. if that's true, cool that Lad's going to be there to build it. And also cool that, like, you know, maybe Carly Harrison doesn't fight uh, Larissa Pacheco for a 35th time. Yes, very, very good point. This isn't a PFL podcast, though. All right, it's a CFFC podcast. All right, so Dan's picks once again. Velasco, minus 800. Small, minus 150. 
Uh, Reader, plus 160. Curatolo, right? That was the one you, yeah. Curatolo minus 115. And he started things off with Veraccio minus 300. Do you like this fight card? I love this fight. Oh, you like it? I thought you did. I like like it it quite a bit. I I like, I like Velasco quite a bit. I, I think he is UFC bound a thousand percent. Uh, as I said before, I think the winner of Harrell and Reader, which, you know, I, I took Reader, but like, you know, full disclosure, both of those guys so good. I think the winner of that is, uh, you know, like a, definitely a contender series guy next year. And hey, Kurotolo came on contender series recently. Um, if he didn't lose his first fight after, uh, you know, like a win here over Shamal Finley, if he had won the one before, might have already had him penciled in for like a 2023 contender series fight. Um, like he, he, being that he took it on short notice, it seemed like the type of guy who would just get invited back. But, you know, at the same time, like, he didn't win the one right after that. So, uh, yeah, like, at the end of the day, I, I do like this one quite a bit. All right. So there you go. Uh, make sure you watch it. Make sure you bet on it. Make sure you chat about it in the sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord, where we'll be every day, all the time. But we'll be there Saturday night talking about this fight card. <laughs> and you won't be able to hear me cough in there, which, is, which will be much... Appreciate it, I'm sure. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. SGPN MMA is the Twitter account that Dan runs for us. I'm Jeff Fox, writer on there. He's Gumby Vreeland. He's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. I just listened to it today. You want to tell the people about this week's Top Turtle MMA, Dan? Yeah, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of the week, but uh, we, we, have inter- we have interviews with uh, Jonathan Martinez this week uh, and a second Martinez, Mana Martinez. And they both tell uh, pretty fun stories. Mono Martinez talks about how when he was an amateur, all he knew how to do is jump guard and throw up bar bars, uh, which is kind of funny because uh, he's like a fun boxer to watch now. And uh, Jonathan Martinez talks about taking 20 street fights when he was a freshman in high school, which is wild because the guy's kind of soft-spoken. Um, yep. So you don't think of him as that kind of guy. Um, and, yeah, really fun interviews. Two of the more fun ones I've done in recent memory. So uh, make sure you check those out. <laughs> and he's done a lot of interviews. So there you go. Um, and then you read all our stuff, obviously, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, oh, give us some reviews. We haven't got reviews for a while. Even if it's a silly review. Even if it's a re- review telling everyone how horrible I am. How I'm uh, a bad host and Gumby's the best. That's fine. Give us a review. It, it'll be fun. We enjoy reading them. Um, and tell your friends. Make sure everyone listens to the MMA Gambling Podcast because it's fun having all you people listen. All right. Um, oh, you can read my uh, – I told you – I think I told you about it already. MoneyMMA.substack.com is where I write when I'm not at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All right. That is it. We'll be back on Sunday. What are we going to talk about Sunday and Monday, Dan? Do you uh, have ideas? I, yeah, I have uh, – hang on. I got to make sure – I got to make sure the card, the card that I was – planning on breaking down is actually happening that weekend or is it the weekend after there's a there's a fight card coming up that i think that's the weekend after um in two weeks we will definitely be talking about a a fight organization that maybe nobody has heard of because it rebranded and is now known as combat fc um do, do you have you ever heard of combat fc no i don't believe so they've got an event coming to us friday october 21st we'll be talking about that later but it has such notable names as uh do you know fabio Charant? yes jc Cavalcante, rick Hahn, yes. cal yes. magalash yes um let me see there were more ones that i knew on there uh henrique silva and yeah i know that name 
one more two that I oh uh Richardson Morea, which you may have forgotten. Mm, no, but Richardson uh, Morea, but he was actually believe it or not in the, on the Ultimate Fighter and in the UFC for two fights uh, before being released. So lots of UFC level talent uh, on that organization. So we'll be talking about that. Um, and I did have an organization circled for this week coming up, but I. You know, I'll be damned if I happen to remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll we will figure it out. Don't worry. We always we're have... going to talk about a UF... There's a UFC next weekend. There is a UFC next week. That's on top of Sunday, Monday, though. But you know, we always have fun here. If there's something you want us to cover, like not even betting picks, if it's something you want us to talk about MMA or or anything like that, let us know. Oh, there's Discord is... or on Twitter. Again, time out. Time here out. Here we go. Time out. There's a there's a really great LFA card next weekend. Uh, All right. Th- shout, shout out to uh, to the intern for hooking me up, but it is yep. uh, it is a great one. Uh, Marine Gafaroff, who you might remember from being on Contender Series, uh, he he was on Contender Series. Everybody had him as a large favorite. He lost to Chan and Helliger by split decision, uh, which I was pretty bummed about. Um, so he's on it. Jordan Heiderman from the most recent season of The Ultimate Fighters on it. Yuma Horauchi who has fought in a whole bunch of guys who've later gone on to be in the UFC is on it. Christian Natividad, <laughs> who's the younger brother of Kevin Natividad, is on it. Uh, yeah, like it, it's an uh, absolute banger of a card. So we will 1,000% be talking about LFA 144. Well, you may as well take us home, too. You know everything. Take us home. <laughs> uh, hang on one second. I'm uh, Daniel Gubby Freeland. He yep. is the Viking King. No, the Muscle Hamster, Jeff Fox. Yes. Correct. <laughs> and we will see you on Sunday.